Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's great to have you here with us today. Our show today is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the best sound bar that you need to know about. Experience the game like ever before with Sonos Arc. It's a premium smart sound bar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com for more information. On today's show, on this Monday, let's recap Duke men's basketball. They're back in the win column against NC State. Let's let you hear the Duke players react to the win over the Wolfpack. And then finally, the newest members of Mike Elko's Duke football coaching staff have been named. My name is JJ Jackson, and I am the host of this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Locked On Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every single day. Duke basketball picked up a win on Saturday over NC State. The number eight Duke Blue Devils, a 15-point victory, 88-73 over the Wolfpack from inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. Duke is now 14-2 overall on the season, 4-1 in conference play. NC State falls to 9-9 overall this season. They are 2-5 in ACC competition. Coach K was back on the bench on Saturday for the Duke Blue Devils. A reminder, last week in their Wednesday night game at Wake Forest, Coach K missed the contest with a non-COVID-related illness, so very good to see him feeling well and back on the bench. The story of the game was the play of the Duke interior, the likes of Mark Williams and Paulo Bancaro. Mark Williams finished with 19 points. That's a season high in points for him, 11 rebounds, and a career-high eight blocks for Mark Williams on 9 of 12 shooting from the floor in 27 minutes. Paulo Bancaro, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 8 of 11 shooting, 32 minutes of play. Wendell Moore Jr. had 15 points, 4 rebounds on 6 of 8 shooting in 33 minutes of competition. It was Trevor Keels who had 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 steals, 9 assists, a career high with 9 assists, 5 of 13 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3-point range in 35 minutes of competition. A.J. Griffin had yet another start for Duke. It was one of his uh, smallest outputs scoring-wise that we've seen thus far, but it's okay because Duke still won by 15 as A.J. Griffin finished with just three points, two rebounds, two assists, one of six shooting from the floor and one of four from three-point range. Duke got production from the bench, though, as Jeremy Roach played 23 minutes off the bench for Duke. He finished with two points, both at the free-throw line, four assists for Jeremy. He only shot one time in 23 minutes. He was 0 of 1 from the floor. Joey Baker... Six points off the bench in 12 minutes of play. Uh, He was two of five shooting, one of three from three-point range with two rebounds. Theo John, 10 points on the day, four for four shooting from the floor, two rebounds in 11 minutes. So Joey Baker had 12 minutes. Theo John had 11. Combined, that's 23 minutes. We mentioned some of the earlier games. In ACC play, Duke was back to playing those bench guys very few minutes. That was not the case as Duke was able to pick up a win by 15 and play multiple guys off the bench. Uh, for some long stretches of time, and they were able to contribute. Theo John, as you said, perfect from the floor with 10 points in that one. Duke finished with the season-high 58 points in the paint. They dominated the interior versus NC State, which was cool to see. Duke didn't make as many three-point shots 
from the outside as they had uh, in some games previously, but it didn't matter because, like I said, they were able to be so dominant on the interior. They got the job done there, finishing with the season-high 58 points in the contest. Terquavian Smith led the way for NC State with 19 points, and then Darion Sebron, 16 points, 10 rebounds. That's someone that we talked about with Josh Graham last week from the drive, WSJS Sports, about one of the top players not only in the state of North Carolina, but all of the ACC, and Duke held him to just 16 points, 10 rebounds for Darian Sebron. All right, NC State led 13-6 to right out of the gates with 17 minutes and 23 seconds left in the first half. NC State had already jumped out to that seven-point lead, leading 13-6. to Duke immediately went on a scoring run, tied the game back up at 15, and never looked back as Duke won the contest by 15, and the Blue Devils had a nine-point lead at halftime. When Duke plays elite defensively and then can turn that into awesome offense, they're really good. We saw against Miami, Duke turned the basketball over 15 times. They were able to limit their turnovers once again in this contest versus NC State. Duke only turned the basketball over eight times. NC State turned it over 16 times. And then again, last Wednesday versus Wake Forest, uh, the Demon Dinkins turned it over 17 times. So when Duke forces high double-digit turnovers, good things start to happen. It's awesome to see. After the game, Kevin Keats talked about Duke's got NBA-level bigs, and they just ran into them with nothing to do. Really high praise from Kevin Keats, the Wolfpack head coach on the bigs for Duke. Again, Mark Williams and Paula Bancaro. Mark, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 8 blocks. My word, you couldn't shoot anything. He had a couple that were swatted directly into the stands. He was subbed out with three minutes left and had eight, and he said at that moment that was when he realized, oh, wait, I'm pretty close to a triple-double, but there was nothing he could do about it because Duke had taken him out of the game for good in that one. And so if Mark Williams can continue to play that well, man, oh, man, you got to watch out because season-high 19 points for him versus NC State. Before that, it was 17 versus Gonzaga. That Gonzaga game, Mark had 17 points and six blocks. So this game, he officially topped that one again with 19 points, 11 rebounds, and eight blocks for Mark Williams. Duke gets set for another game tomorrow at Florida State. That'll be a tough one. It's always difficult to play there in Tallahassee versus the Seminoles. Uh, Also, uh, the upcoming schedule for Duke this coming Saturday, January 22nd, they have a home game versus Syracuse. Uh, Tuesday, January 25th, the home game versus Clemson. And then next Saturday, January 29th, Duke takes on Louisville. That's a noon Eastern tip-off, Duke on the road at Louisville. Coming up in just a moment, we listen to the Duke basketball players react to the win next on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. All month long in January, we want to get you set with a good trend, a good positive trend to fuel your body with great stuff, and Built Bar is what you need to do. It tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, But unlike other protein bars, which sometimes can kind of lie on how good they are for you, this one is great. This one is so worth it. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So many great flavors for you to choose from with Built Bar. Whether you're talking about coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, and many, many more. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, built.com, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com.
Duke basketball, a winner, 88-73 over NC State over the weekend. Taking a look at the season numbers for Duke and where they are in the conference, those 88 points help bring their season average up to 83.1 points per game. Duke is best in the ACC. They are first in the conference in points scored per game. The opponents for the Blue Devils are averaging 65.2 points per contest. That ranks fourth in the ACC. That margin, again, Duke's total points that they average per game versus the opponents that they're giving the points that they're giving up versus their opponents. That margin is 17.9. That's the best margin in the ACC for competition games. Uh, Duke at first, second place is Virginia Tech at 10.6 is their margin. So over a seven point advantage for Duke in terms of their margin that they're winning these games by, which is just outstanding. From the three-point line, that was a key going into the season, and here we are, 16 games total into the season, so fun to sort of check back in and see where we're at. Duke is shooting 36.2% from three-point range. That is fifth best in the ACC. As a team defensively, Duke's opponents are shooting 29.9% from three-point range. That is the second best defensive percentage in the conference. Assist-to-turnover ratio, Duke is doing a good job of sharing the basketball and not turning it over. We mentioned just eight turnovers versus NC State. Do want to give some love again to Trevor Keels, who had a career high in season best nine assists on Saturday versus the Wolfpack. Duke right now has a 1.77 assist to turnover ratio. That is best in the ACC. Following the win, sophomore Mark Williams, freshman Paulo Bancaro, and freshman Trevor Keels spoke to the media. Can you talk about your game and allowed you to be so successful? Um, you know, I think we really stressed the importance of protecting the rim today. Um, you know, they're a team that likes to drive to the basket a lot, so I think that was just something we really focused on today. What about offense? Um, you know, finishing. Uh, you know, I think Trevor had like nine assists. You know, he was trying to make a lot of, you know, good spots on the floor. I was able to convert. And the offensive glass being able to get some extra possessions was, was important. You had a play where something Trevor threw a ball to you long and was carrying you out of bounds. And yeah, that was fast. He has the ball. <laughs> what, what? Can you walk us through that? Kind of? Did you kind of just desperately throw it back in, or did you see Paulo? No, I, I saw Paulo. Yeah, I saw him. Um, uh, you know, I just tried to save it. I didn't want to throw it. You know, I didn't want to put too much heat on it and catch it. Um, I mean, I knew he was there. I dropped it off. And he, Finish. Yeah, you guys pride yourself on defense and say you were getting your hands in the lane, number of steals, obviously. How does a performance like this help you moving forward and trying to keep up this intensity, keep up this type of effort? Yeah, um, you know, I think we're starting to get back into a rhythm again. You know, we had the, the COVID calls, um, you know, just getting back into a flow. And then obviously last last time in camera, we didn't win, so we don't want that to happen again tonight. So I think we did a good job of that, and then we got to now focus on Florida State. Tomorrow. Just a couple of blocks shy of a triple-double. Was that in the back of your mind when you were trying to get it? Um, I really found out when I got, when I subbed out the game that I had eight, so uh, not too much I could do about it at that point. <laughs> Mark, this might be a stupid question, but when you have one of those spots where it goes in the stands or like almost through the floor, like, what does that feel like? How satisfying is that? Oh, it, I mean, it was satisfying. I think that one you were talking about, uh, like early second half, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, just hit the ball in the right spot. And, you know, hit the ground into like the second row. So it's pretty good. I just wanted to ask about, you know, last year it was COVID season. This is kind of your true rock, triangle rivalry game. Did it feel different with the intensity level? For like, sure. Talk about that. For sure. Yeah, that's night and day. Um, you know, no fans, you can't, 
can't. It's uncomparable. You know, especially today. You know, a lot of students were back. Cameron was rocking. Shout out to Crazies. Um, but you know, just games like that, having a crowd, you know, it's a it's a game changer. Especially you know, both both ends of the floor making a run. So. Bit of a feeling once seeing coach practice yesterday and back in today's game. Uh, seeing coach. Oh yeah, it was a great feeling. Uh, you know, he was real sick. You know, coach is a tough guy. So anytime he's, he's sitting out of a game for non-COVID, you know, he's real. He's real sick. So you know, we knew he was down. Um, but seeing him in practice, seeing him you know, back in spirits, you know, it was great. Um, you know, felt felt back to normal. Um, and yeah, it was good. Uh, one thing that SSC's coach, along with Coach K. Excuse me, talked about was the play your front court, obviously denying easy looks inside, keeping the ball out of the hands a little bit. What did you make of the, the play, especially from the big guys, including ourselves? Yeah, yeah, that was the emphasis was uh, keeping 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 them out the paint. You know, with Sebron, you know, they got other a lot of other talented uh, perimeter players. So we wanted to keep them out of our pain, you know, make them take tough twos and uh, run them off the line for threes. Um, so, you know, we did a good job of that. Big Mark, you know, he had, I think, almost a triple-double, eight or nine blocks. So he did a, a real good job of protecting our pain, um, along with Theo, too, coming off the bench and getting some blocks as well. And then um, on the other end, dominating side, that was big for us, too. So, yeah, just, just dominating. As a, as a this was your first triangle rivalry game. Was there elevated? Did it seem a little more hype in Cameron? How did you guys go into it? I'm sure you didn't go into it differently, but did it feel different? Yeah, I think it did. Um, just off the fact that, you know, students were camping out since early, early yesterday evening. So, you know, we knew it was a big game for, for Duke and for, you know, Cameron. So, yeah, we wanted to come out. Um, Play hard, man. It's the last time we were here, we lost and we played bad, so we weren't going to do that again. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely could feel the feel the hype, hype behind the game. Coach talked about how you guys were not back playing like you were against Virginia Tech. How close do you think you are now to getting back to that place you were? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, like Coach said, you know, we got still a long way to go. It's just some things to figure out, but you know, we're definitely trending in the right direction as a team. You know, playing. Play a lot more together. Um, we're communicating better uh, on offense and defense, and uh, we're holding each other accountable as a team. You know, and, and everybody listens to, everything to each other. You know, nobody's stubborn. Nobody, you know, doesn't listen. You know, everybody is, you know, takes what someone has to say and you know, puts it to use. So, you know, we're definitely taking good steps. Eight blocks. Like, that's just it's crazy. You can do that every game easily. He's the best shot blocker here since Sheldon Williams. Sheldon. Yeah, no, of course. Sheldon had his own nickname. Do you guys have one for Mark yet? Uh, like no, nah, we call him. We call him Big Fella for right now. Uh, he, he for sure gonna. He, he for sure gonna get another nickname coming soon. You guys seem to share the ball pretty well today. Can you just talk about that and the number of assists? And you were, you personally had a game high, a career high in assists. Yeah. Uh, no, I think just what we've been watching on Phil recently. Um, you know, seeing. Uh, you know, when we drive, you know, we got great guards. So when we drive, they're going to plug in, especially when you got Pete. You know, all five players can look at Pete when he got the ball. So I think just finding the open spaces for us guards, just, just moving to the right spots and, and knocking down threes. Uh, so I think that's what we did, just, you know, just seeing the, the gaps and seeing what, uh, what the fit defense do. Uh, and we just, you know, read that and, and play off that. Your first triangle rivalry game, did it feel different? Was the intensity level a little elevated? Uh, yeah, it definitely felt different. Uh, I think it felt different, like, starting yesterday, you know, 
coming out of practice and you said, uh, you know, all these camera crazies outside uh, just sleeping out there. It's crazy, you know, that atmosphere is crazy. Uh, feeding off camera crazy energy, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so it was, definitely was a great game. Um, I feel like the fans was into it, our bench was into it, the players on the court was into it, our coaches, like it was just overall a uh, great win. Speaking of players, there was that breakaway that you had where it looked like you were looking over at the crazy before you laid it up and in. What were you thinking about that time? Uh, you no. Know, I don't even know, to be honest. Uh, you know, I looked at him a little bit. Um, you know, I just... It's crazy if you can have that, that type of crowd in a home game. Um, it's scary for the uh, uh, opponent. Um, I, I would hate to be... NC State coming here and playing Duke, like it's, you know, that, that that crowd is crazy. It gets loud when you're on offense. Um, so it's just crazy. You know, I love I love them, uh, you know, cheering like that. Um, it gets my defense going and it gets me, that's how I get steals and stuff like that. I feel like I got a, a boost of energy uh, every time I'm on defense and offense. So, you know, it's, it's fun. Excellent stuff there from those guys. Always enjoy listening to them chat. Mark Williams did have an amazing highlight play where they threw it ahead to him. You're thinking Mark Williams is going to get a dunk, but his momentum, he's about to catch it out of bounds. So he just kind of throws the ball back, lets it bounce on the floor directly in front of Paolo, who picks it up and slams it home for a big-time dunk. These past couple of games, Duke's been dunking the ball at a, a greater volume, which I'm a big-time fan of. Trevor Keels uh, with some great outbreaking layups and that sort of thing on the fast break. I'd love to see him get up and, and dunk a couple of more for Trevor Keels. But at 6'5", 230, I get what Terrence Oglesby of uh, the Field of 68 Podcast Network, some ACC Network as well, was saying last week, talking about, hey, it's a lot to, to pick up that 230 pounds so consistently and bring it on the defensive end like Trevor Keel says, but great stuff from that Duke men's basketball team. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, the newest names on Mike Elko's Duke football coaching staff next on Locked on Blue Devils. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back into Lockdown Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Go ahead and make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. If you're listening to us on the Apple Podcast app, thank you for doing that. Please leave us a five star rating and review. Write out a five star review, it means a lot. When you do that, it's a Monday and in a couple of weeks, we'll bring back Mailbag Monday. Haven't done that in a little bit. Any questions that you have about Duke Athletics that you would like for me to answer on the podcast, I would be happy to do so. Just email us uh, again, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com or send a tweet at LO underscore Blue Devils. All right, Mike Elko is going to be the new Duke football coach. His first full season with the Blue Devils will be the 2022 college football season. He's filling out his coaching staff. The last position we really told you about was Kevin Johns being named the new offensive coordinator after spending the last three seasons at Memphis. We mentioned that Trooper Taylor was the only coach from the David Cutcliffe regime that was going to get to stay on as one of the 10 assistants for Mike Elko, but weren't quite sure where exactly he'd fit in. And Mike Elko himself has specifically laid out a plan that I've seen publicly for Trooper Taylor. But if you go online, if you go to uh, goduke.com and 
Look on their coaches tab. They've updated Trooper Taylor's bio to now say associate head coach slash running backs. Of course, last year he was working on the defensive side of the football. Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer did say that Trooper Taylor was likely to have a role on the offensive staff with Kevin Johns. So it looks like Trooper Taylor is going to take over the running backs. The two newest coaches that were introduced over the weekend and uh, at the end of last week, Adam Cushing is 41 years old. He has been hired to be the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator for the Duke offense. Adam Cushing is a native of Chicago, Illinois from 2019 until 2021. He was the head coach at Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois plays at the FCS level, not the FBS. So, you know, the level right below the bowl game level uh, and spent the last three seasons as the head coach of Eastern Illinois. But before that, from 04 to 2018, Adam Cushing spent 15 seasons on the coaching staff for Northwestern, including the last 10 there in the Big Ten for Northwestern as their offensive line coach. Twice he was recognized as one of the top recruiters in the Big Ten in 2007 by Rivals.com and in 2009 by ESPN.com. So at 41 years old, he's still relatively young in the coaching industry. So Adam Cushing has some head coaching experience himself at the FCS level and developing offensive linemen. We know how critical it's going to be for that offensive line unit to continue to improve regardless of who's at quarterback because we have such had such inconsistent quarterback play from Duke football over the last few seasons post-Daniel Jones. So it's going to be amazing to have a good offensive line coach there, and I think Adam Cushing is going to do a great job with that. The other coach today to let you know about, Zahn Burden. Yeah, Zahn, Z-O-H-N, Burden, is 37 years old. He is a native of Virginia Beach, Virginia. He's been hired as the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. So Duke on their offensive staff has the offensive coordinator, and some coaching staffs do this. They add the passing game coordinator to someone's title and running game coordinator to someone's title. So it's Adam Cushing, the run game coordinator, Zahn Burden, the wide receivers coach, and pass game coordinator. Burden spent this past season in 2021 in the Big Ten as well. He was coaching at Maryland, where he coached the wide receivers. In 2020, he was the Game Academy founder and CEO. So a year out of football, he founded the Center for Football Training for the Youth in the COVID-19 area or pandemic that we were all going through. And he helped kids uh, get set up with SAT and ACC resources and that sort of thing. So it uh, took a year off from the college coaching industry from 2016 until 2019. Zon Burden was the running backs coach at Virginia Tech in 2015. He was the wide receivers coach at Virginia Tech. So his most recent years in the ACC, uh, the last four seasons, I should say, he spent time as a running backs coach. 2015, the wide receivers coach at Virginia Tech. 2021, a wide receivers coach at Maryland. And then 2012 to 2014, he was the Old Dominion passing game coordinator and wide receiver. So he's had the exact same title he's going to have at Duke before, about a decade ago at Old Dominion. Zon Burden was also the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. As a player, Zon Burden was a three-time All-Big South wide receiver at VMI. Of course, the top wide receiver for Duke this past season was Jake Bobo, who has graduated from Duke and transferred to use his final year of college eligibility at UCLA. I love the young wide receivers that Duke has with Jalen Calhoun and Eli Pankle. Quite honestly, I was thinking that Eli Pankle was going to have a, a much greater season than he ended up having in 2021. So a lot of hope that this uh, Duke offense and the receivers can really step up. And Zon Burden 
can help them start to accomplish that. So the newest coaches for Mike Elko's staff on the offensive side of the ball, Adam Cushing at 41 years old, the offensive line coach and run game coordinator, and then Zon Burden at 37 years old, the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. All right, coming up on tomorrow's show, we preview Duke at Florida State. The game's taking place tomorrow night from Tallahassee. We're going to preview that with our Locked On Seminoles friends. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Now check out the Locked On Seminoles podcast as they get ready for tomorrow's game between Duke and Florida State. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.